Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about... The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hello 
and welcome to another Rusty Quill Metacast, this one on character advancement. With me, as always, I have today... James Ross, Spring Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Ben Meredith. Now, if this is uh, someone who's listening and they're more interested in the story, remember, the Metacast has more to do with the kind of rulesy side of things and the backstage stuff rather than the actual story. So, if Go that's away. the case... But for everyone else who is interested, this is kind of for you. This one's for you. Fun with maths. Yes. So we mentioned Prince it. Prince smiles. <laughs> Numbers go, ah. <laughs> I'm an anthropologist. I can't do with this. One of my girlfriends used to joke constantly about all my hobbies just being about watching numbers go up. <laughs> when you say joke, there was a lot. Describe. There was a lot of truth to it. It's kind of happens when you're a nerd. Even TV series, you just watch the episode numbers. Well, I, I played. I used to play a lot of uh, fantasy American football, which is all just about watching numbers. D and D for the D and D for sports people. I know, right? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. I did. I disagree. No. I just. I just I've, had a revelation. I've just joined a blood bowl league. That's like chess oh. with dice. <laughs> so. Today we're, like I said, going over character advancement and yeah, a lot of that is to do with what numbers are shifting up. Um, we're also going to be discussing things about how to go about not just levelling up a character from one level to the next, but more things like how to start planning your build, the mechanical side of it, planning where you're wanting to end up and making sure that you're not picking choices that hamstring you later. We've touched on it a little bit, but we figured we'd go into a bit more depth with um, all of the cast here going over their characters and things like that. With that, I am now going to hand over to you, Bryn, to go over briefly just the real bog basics. We have leveled, yes. okay? Okay. Uh, so what happens in that scenario? Sure. So there's a bunch of things that just happen automatically every time you level up. Not everything always goes up, yep. but this is like the list of things you should check whether they go up or not. So the first thing to look at is your BAB or your base attack bonus. Mm-hmm. There's three different groups. The group that uh, James's character is in is fighters, and they get... A point of bab every single level. So that's a fast progression for base attack yep. bonus. Then there's the group that Lydia's character is in, which is Hello. medium progression, and they get one every other level-ish. I can't it's actually ish. remember. I, that. I have a vague memory of it not because actually they, they being 15, regular. They get to fifteen at level twenty. Yeah, so it's so it's not exact. It's like, it's like almost yeah. every other, but not quite. They get, well, strange. I guess they get three every four. Yeah, something and like that. I, I, is cleric in that same category of medium? Uh, from what I've progression? looked at, yeah, I think they're a mid. Right. Mid so you'll end up, if we ever got to level 20, you'd end up with 15 yeah. points. I've not looked that far down the table. No, I, and, then <laughs> and then Mr. Squishy. And then right at the back, we have the character who tries to stay as far away from all the fights as possible. Um, my it Repeatedly fails. Yeah. <laughs> it's covered in blood. I didn't say I was good at it. <laughs> blood and vomit. Yeah. Let's not forget vomit. <laughs> and tears. <laughs> Don't forget the tears. <laughs> so ha- Hamid, of course, as a um, primary caster, uh, is uh, in the worst category of bad progression. He's, a, he's in the taking part category. <laughs> um, he gets one point every other level. So if we ever got to level 20, he'd up with 10 points of basic bonus. I should bonus. jump in at this point. Where we're seeing all this is if you go on, I mean, PFSRD, or if you have the books and so on, if you head to the character creation yep. page, which discusses your character's build and so on, in there are tables of all of these progressions. So... They tend to be, if you're looking it up online, it's like table fighter, yes. table rogue. And it just means what you get at each level. I mean, there's other things, but it's the real bog basics that we're discussing. It's all available on there in just one helpful table yep, per the table class. is excellently useful. The second thing on that table is your saving throws. Yes. Again, these progress, they tend to progress pretty slowly. There's a fast and a slow category. Mm-hmm. And there's three. every character has three saves and you know each class 
has a fast or slow progression in the different categories. What tends but again, to happen you just look at the is, table, like, unless you're a combat beast like a fighter, normally what tends to happen is they'll have one specialty. So it's like yeah. rogues' reflex saves go through the roof, but the others are kind of normal for... Um, Casters often have a good will save. have a good will save. Clerics are just really, really resilient. So they tend to dead have... good saves. They tend to have, like, dead good saves. Yeah. Although they tend to be a bit lower on the reflex. And they are then, super low on the reflex. And then with the fighters, they it's tend to fortitude. be mostly fortitude with a little yeah. bit in the reflex. I mean, it makes... It all Yeah. So we've sense. just gone up to level three, so you'd expect a character either to have one point in a save or three points in a save just from their class. Yeah. Then the other basic things, that all, the, the, the two things that always go up every single level are your hit points. Yep. The amount you get is based, again, on your class. Um, the rules say that you should roll a, a die. Yeah, I've been over this before, but I'll bring it up again, which is I tend to avoid doing this. It's fine in a short campaign because ultimately if it goes bad, you know, it's only going to be for like one session. But when you're doing something as long running as this, it, it gets you in a real pickle when one of you has ridiculously low. Like if, if Bertie had 10 hit points, this game wouldn't work. Mm. So bearing in mind that giving max hit points across the board is also tends to be a bad idea because it means that fights go on way too long because the monsters have to have max as well to balance it out yeah. and what should be a 10 minute fight turns into a three hour slog so i tend to go with 75 percent across the board so the monsters will have 75 percent of their max and the players will have 75 percent of their it's max. a rule i've used in other campaigns as well and it's always worked really well yeah um 75 plus con mod right but yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So seventy-five percent of your die, essentially. So yeah, different classes get different hit die. Again, it's all on that page. So if you are a big bruising meaty character like Bertie, <laughs> you'll be rolling a d well, your d ten as in. Yes. So for you, you'll always be getting that sort of seven point five, mm -hmm. which yeah. you round. And then for someone squishy like Hamid, it tends to be close to like a d six. I don't think there are any classes that still get d four. There used to be. It used to be it's wizards. Too, got yeah, D4, they're too squishy. But it's just. Uh, and barbarians are the only ones, the only ones who get that oh, D12. The good old barbarian and the they, D12. It's the, pretty much the only thing you use it for anymore. <laughs> or if you're carrying a two-handed axe. Well, why would you Which do? Is what oh, barbarians do. Yeah, barbarians so it's still only barbarian the barbarians. Yeah. I bought this whole D12 dice set for no reason. <laughs> barbarians, bring your own dice. <laughs> <laughs> On top of everything that we just said, things that you'll get semi-regularly are feats. The reason that they... We'll, we'll get there. You're All rushing right. it. There's All one right. with, There's one more thing you get every single level right. regardless, which is skill points. Fair point. Yay! Get back in your corner, GM. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Lydia, you get... All of the skill points. <laughs> and if you're Grin, you moan and you <laughs> moan and you moan and you get nothing. And if I, you're Ben, you actually get nothing and don't moan about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I actually ran out of places to put my Literally, skill points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't think you were Another 12? Yeah. It's not even possible. I think I had like, no, it is, wait, one, two, three. Your ventriloquism four, and juggling is really coming along nicely. I suppose nice. is this the game? I haven't put any in perform, but I'm Yet. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is the game system of, game, game system's way of telling you need to take up a new hobby. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> Well, is. remember, in RPGs, not everyone is born equal. Demonstrably yeah, yes. so. <laughs> Have you considered watercolours? <laughs> I mean, there's probably... A, that would be under profession, right? Or craft. Craft, craft. craft painting. Yeah. yeah. Craft free verse. I mean, I feel like that, <laughs> I feel like that reduces the oh, art down to sort of this basic thing. She'd be an yeah. amazing, like, performance <laughs> poet. <laughs> going to those things and being incredibly kind of quiet and like, yeah, I've just I've written some words. I love the idea of Lydia, uh, not Lydia, of uh, Sasha being a, like a hardcore spoken word poet. Something, something really gritty. Sasha Rackett, people's poet. <laughs> <laughs> but she's really terrible at the performance bit. 
Because her first one's called Other London Doesn't Mean Worse or something. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes yeah. from there. A lot of poverty porn. Oh, it was so gritty where I grew up. <laughs> you game. don't know appears a lot in the life. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we move on as well, I'm going to mention at this point the favoured class bonus. Oh, yeah. Because that's it's easy point. to forget. Yeah, um, yeah. Every time you take whatever class you took at first level, you get either a bonus hit point or a bonus skill point. Yes. To apply, basically. Wait, do you get to choose? I, I, yes, but I've already factored it into the advice I've given to you. So I have it on how you, this is where you can hear the sound of an eraser. <laughs> if you... And bearing in mind that will happen That's for all of your for previous levels. Huh? That will have happened for all of I your previous levels. I took the dwarven uh, okay. favoured thingy for so, were... Yeah, the thing to bear in mind with those is it's a tiny little difference, but it can mount up. The trick is, if you're going to be picking fights a lot, tend to put them in hit points. If if you were doing rolling, for instance, rolling for hit points and you rolled low, it's a good way to mediate that, but I don't think it's strong enough. So I'm trying to think. That's pretty much everything on the, the guaranteed. Advice. Yes. Surely, is to have Bryn in all your campaigns. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. Yeah. It goes really well. <laughs> Indeed. So, heading then, now I can rush on. Well, there's one more thing you should check for, <sighs> which is based on the character level, not the class level. Oh, yeah. Which is an attribute bonus. Sure. Because once every four levels, you get to put an extra point in your attributes, and it's the most exciting thing that ever happens, so if you're what? nerdy like me. Again, if you're looking these things up, you want to look under... It'll be down as character advancement tables. And these are intended for two things. One is what we're doing, which is levelling up. The other thing it's intended for is if you are making a character and you're starting the campaign at like level six or whatever, it's giving you the info you need of how to tweak it. So rather than just building a character at level one, level up, building a character at level two, level it up. It lists the experience required to get you there, which is always useful. It lists when you are getting bonus feats, just everyone gets extra feats and certain classes will get bonus ones on top or rogue talents on top but everyone no matter what class you get will be getting a feat at first level at third level at fifth level at seventh level etc and you'll get an ability score every four Four levels every four four, levels eight twelve sixteen so as a good creation tip it's always worth having one odd number in your initial stats because you end up if you go all the way to level 20, you'll have only had five extra addition points mm-hmm. and you only get a bonus to uh, an inherent, like your ints or your decks or whatever, if it's an even number. So it, it makes sense to have an odd number in yes. your initial attributes. I lost track of that about 30 <laughs> seconds in. Yeah. But basically, yeah. next level, one of these numbers will go up. But you, probably your decks, because it's super amazing to yeah. have an amazing decks. Although I do want more intelligence for me means more bombs. That's true. And more skill points because you are so starved. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't get. <laughs> but like the problem is that because you can't have more ranks than you can have levels, I I'm kind of maxed you, out. You you end up spreading yourself very very yeah. wide. I can um, do anything. <laughs> I can do anything better than you. Probably true. You are a rogue. That is the point of your character. Yes. Um. So the thing to bear in mind when creating as well is when you're getting these extra ability scores, almost always people will put it into their strongest ability. It's rare, because of the way point buy works, which is a system we use, which is rather than randomly allocating, you, you, you get to choose where you're putting your scores. It would be weird for you to choose to put all of your points, Lydia, into, say, Charisma at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Because by the time you're at the end of the game, congratulations, you're average. Yeah. And if you'd have put them into the thing that you're best at, you would have been the best in the world at that thing. Like it, it's, it's about where Am I right in thinking them. that all four characters have one odd-numbered ability score just crying out for that extra point we're about to get? That's yeah. why I did it. <laughs> Ditto. Okay, so now I can go on to... Now you get to. So and you go ahead. Abilities, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what tends to happen at this point is you'll start to get a bit more divergence on what is happening based on classes. Yes, very much And so. what that will be is, obviously I've said that some classes will just get bonus feats. The best example for this are fighters, is fighters just get all of the feats. You get one like... Every single level. Basically... Because you get one from your character every other level, and yeah. one from your class every other level, and between those two... You get one of them. Which is why, yeah, the combat feats are by far the biggest list. They tend to sort of run into one another. So if you pick this feat, you can then pick the next one. Mm -hmm. I'll get into that a little bit later. But the other thing is you've got to learn is there's class abilities. So a class ability are the things that only your class gets when they level up. Yeah. So for the fighter, the standard one, you get bravery at second level, mm -hmm. which is giving you benefits, I think, will saves against fear. Yeah. yeah, things like that. And <coughs> for the rogues, you'll be getting rogue talents, which, yep. let's be honest, they're a, they're a type of feat, really. They're kind of like, a, much, yeah. they're like a half a feat, sort of. Well, I'm, you know what, I'm not even going to comment on it because I will be wrong. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the things that I pick, that I will pick, will be things that are kind of fun, side, separate things, like yeah. the bombs, as yeah. opposed to upping core stats. Exactly, because exactly. Because my core stats are never going to be the way that I do damage. But that's that's rogues in general, to yeah. be honest. Is you you cool. do better to be, oh yeah, you, I'm I'm amazing. It turns out at being underwater because you took yeah. some rotan things and it's the it's those discovering those little extra things That's, yeah like where someone ran at bertie and he cleaved them in half but i managed to climb up the side of the building yeah, yeah. go behind them and then stab them in the back like that those was, are that was brilliant. those that are was the two things good. where you've got the fighter being the epitome of the fighter and the rogue being the epitome yeah exactly of the rogue. and then uh hamid crying in the corner yeah. the epitome yeah. of the man <laughs> <laughs> But um, we love you, Britain. They're very corner centric class. The, yeah. uh... the other things that are obviously going to come up are spells. Is when you level up, you will be getting extra spells and so on based on. Are we? Me and James <laughs> look at each other you, like, you, oh, nice! <laughs> 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 Suddenly do some magic! What kind of sword is a spell? <laughs> they are determined normally by a core stat, so depending on what class you are. So if you are a wizard, for instance, the higher your intelligence, the more extra spells you're going to be getting per level. And if you were a cleric, it is based wisdom. on wisdom. Yep. And if you are a sorcerer like Hamid, it's based on charisma. Yes. And again, these are all set out in a table. It'll say at level three, you have a charisma of 18. You should have six extra bonus spells. But watch out, it's not just of any level. It will say you get one extra level one spell, two extra level two spells, whatever. And those tend to be, in broad strokes, those are the things that you need to watch out for when it comes to just ticking the boxes. I have leveled up. What do I do? But from there, we head into kind of a bit more abstract territory, yeah. which is it's not enough to just tick the box and go, I get a feat and pick a feat. You also have to start factoring in where do I want to end up? Yeah, it's at level three you need to start planning yeah. a bit more. Like level two is so simple and, you know, it's, it's okay to start sort of change things around and figure out what you want at level one and level yeah, two. Yeah. But by level three you need to sort of at least vaguely be heading in a direction. You, you know where you're going. So it's, for instance, with Sasha at the start, she could have gone a few ways, but by now we kind of know throwing's definitely going to be in there because yeah. it's happened a lot. And with Bertie, for instance you should be looking at things to do with charging because you yeah. do it all of the time, yep. irrespective of the situation yep. and whether there's a hole in the way. <laughs> yep. But my point is is that as you're playing the character, you start falling into these... And then it's not a bad thing. You fall into rhythms, and it's about kind of augmenting those rhythms and bearing in mind that you also have... I'm going to trip over this word because I'm going to say it so much. Prerequisites. So let's say that you want to have this really awesome feat at level 15. Brilliant. 
but in order to have that feat, you have to have this feat. In order to get this second feat, you have to have had a third feat earlier on. And it turns out that in order to get that big bad feat at level 15 that allows you to hack as many people as you want in a room simultaneously, you have to have had 40 feats that came before it. And it's about, you have to trace sort of, they call it a feat tree. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, with Sasha, I'll pick because she's picked a, a good feat tree, which was the, the two weapon fighting. Mm. It's two weapon fighting. The first feat, eh, it's fine. You know, it, it gives it a bit of colour. The second feat is more of the first. But it opens out into options because once you have two weapon, you can... I mean, the really obscure ones are, let's say that you end up with a tail at some point. You could go for three weapon because you took two weapon fighting. And you can go into these really weird builds, but it all requires... It has to come back down to what are those first few feats that you're picking. There's a there's a really awesome um, feat tree that someone on the forums was pointing out to Yes, us, which is definitely which worth is looking at. Which is where you have two weapons, mm. but instead of attacking with both of them, you use the first weapon to make a feint. Oh. So like you, you kind it. of fake them out. And although that loses you an attack, what it gains you is if the feint works, your opponent is flat-footed for the rest of the round. Full stop. Even if you're not wow. flanking them, even if you haven't snuck up Lydia's on them. Lydia's eyes just went really <laughs> wide. It's cool. it's super awesome, and it but it relies on bluff. It's a bluff oh, check. Oh, so yeah, I need to. I need so more yeah, you bluff. need you need to start pumping well, up. One of the feats, like one level to max that out. One of the later feats in this little feat chain was one that switches the bluff check to faint to an acrobatics check to faint. What? Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. You, you need that one first to be good at it, and then you can make yeah. it even better. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you wouldn't be getting that ability to acrobatics your way into it until much, much later, and yeah. that feat would be useless with you if you hadn't got it. I can't actually remember the name of all the feats. Um, Thank you very much, Grumbly Archer. It was Grumbly From Kentucky. Yeah. Our first international fan. Well, to be, well, to be mentioned on the podcast. Interacted with. But, so um, quick, everyone interacts if you're not from the UK, and then yeah. <laughs> also interact with the UK. Uh, just everyone, just talk to us. Or just, or just follow us on Twitter, and we can chat about things in a much shorter and simpler thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk numbers, talk to Brent. If you just want to be friendly and talk about comedy, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'm I'm really good for commiserating. Yeah. Like I'll I'll just commiserate with you over anything. That's, yeah. that's my specialty. Uh, 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 J- James has the uh, first feet in two very expansive feet trees, most yeah. of which are useless. But James has pa- the power attack. Feet, yep. which leads into one of the biggest features. I think it might actually be the biggest. M- most of which are useless, in my experience. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean that Bertie wouldn't pick them. Well, indeed. And it doesn't mean that all of them are useless. I mean, this is genuinely, some of them are insane. Yeah, it's genuinely the biggest tree of all. Um, and the other uh, feat you've taken is weapon focus, which is also the base of Perfect. quite a large feature. But what we want to know is: is there a pomp and pageantry tree? Not no. yet. I, oh. Oh. I can't believe I missed that the first yeah. time. Quick, get it out. I need to be funnier. <laughs> but the other thing that ties into this idea of prerequisites is something that we have not touched on at all. And I'm only opening the door for the, for the players as well as the listener right now, which is prestige classes. Now, what a prestige class is... It has prerequisites, so you can't just jump in at the start to be this obscure class. You can't do it. But what it, the idea is, is that they are something you can take instead of just levelling up in your base class. So Zolf is currently a cleric, and his base class is cleric. But there are other things that tie into that which could say, if you wanted to focus loads on your healing, but you didn't mind your kind of your combat atrophying a bit and not yeah. really being useful. There are prestige classes out there. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Let's say it's the... the, the paramedic. Paramedic, <laughs> sure. The prestige class paramedic. Prerequisite, five ranks in heal, and you have to be able to cast clerical spells. Yeah. But 
it will give you alternate options. So instead of your standard progression on the cleric, you could go, I'll take this, which means I don't get any better at fighting, but I get uh, a plus five to my heal now every level I take in that prestige class. Prestige class are specialisations. Exactly. But they're not to be confused with, and it's Pathfinder, archetypes. Archetypes are a tiny little tweak on the core class. There are a lot of archetypes at this table. Mm. Often you'll want that tiny little tweak because this one little aspect of the character is useless. Prestige classes are a way bigger personalization thing and if you are wanting to optimize things to an incredible degree i've known people who had like four prestige classes and it's because they want that opening ability from this one and that one and this one it's not really my style because you end up with a bit of a muddy mess when it comes to role playing Mm -hmm. but prestige classes also have a lot of role play prerequisites sometimes so um as an example there's a few rogue ones that require you to be evil yeah exactly um so that'd be alignment requirements there are some role play ones which are something physically has to have happened in the story in order for you to take that class murderer one um, yeah. Um, there's a murderer one mm-hmm. where I would have needed to kill someone in particularly like Reasonable. vicious and cold blood. Something like that. Yeah. So basically, you do that and you go to bed, and then the Dark Brotherhood are represented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get a horse. Yes. Oh, it's a good horse. Uh, well. Yeah, you can, you can kill the horse, put stuff in it, and it comes back to life. It's great. At what, at what point do they make a movie out of all of this? <laughs> yeah, the Dover Keen like prestige class is very, yeah. very popular. At the I'm moment. sure there's a someone's built a. Dover oh. I've already seen it. It was was me. We strayed quite far from the topic that came up a little bit earlier, which was the idea of the prestige paramedic who goes everywhere in the solid gold ambulance that I just invented. (laughs) (laughs) I totally want to play. Uh, But again, you you don't help poor people. No. So that's that's Bertie's paramedic. (laughs) Like a paramedic in the Pope Mobile. Well, that's because of all of the hate and people trying to take you out for being a vile person If you yeah. in that scenario. I could heal you, but I'm not going. Shunt. Shunt. But <laughs> the thing when you're engaging with this like, is a lot of the expansions you'll get will bring a heck of a lot of prestige classes. Normally a big expansion will have maybe one new class, but it'll have a bunch of prestige classes. Most of them will be broken. Yeah, um, normally there's a period where they'll bring out a new one and everyone will go, oh, it's great. Oh, it allows me to do infinite damage if I do this. Oh, and then they'll take it away and they'll bring it back in six months and it'll be fixed. That tends to be the way it goes. In general, as a sort of pro tip for GMs especially, really read over third party stuff. Um, because there will people it's, it's perfectly legal but people will make you know completely independent publishers will make things that plug into Pathfinder that's fine but sometimes and I'm not naming names certain ones will Pay be very much. unbalanced yeah. and as a GM you've got to watch out for it because I've had it before where someone snuck something through I didn't notice and then like 15 sessions later went and now I get to be a king Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? Well, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like it happens. So watch out for those kind of things. And then but, you go, I'm the universe. Oh no, your lungs have fallen out. Whoops. Well, you know. Now you're the king of death. They, they. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. They did, they did rude <laughs> challenging me, king of death. I'll, I'll get you on it. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the sets. It's a good dream. But <laughs> it's at this point that I'm wanting to now basically discuss with players where people see themselves ending up. Where, where do you see yourself what? in five years' time? Do you... Is that five levels' time? Where five you... levels' time. James, what? where do you see yourself in five levels' time? My greatest weakness is sometimes I'm too humble. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were some sort of animal, what would you be? I would be eight lions. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, tied, like a lion king? Uh, you know you know how you have like the king rat yeah. thing? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, rat, rat king, king rat. Whatever. Rat king. Uh, rat king, there you go. I'd be like that, but with lions. <laughs> That's uh, 
That sounds yeah. horrible. So is that just a yeah. bunch of lions that roll around and then get killed by a herd of wildebeest? They're ti- uh, tied together. Their tails. Ben actually together. explained it. Uh, that was it. He started the joke. He said, "Will you be a rat king?" And then James shouted over. I, I, I think so. We'll be able to Sorry. rebuild this relationship. I think. James. It'll take time. <laughs> you know what? Time. I'm going to say we'll take a break while you rebuild this. <laughs> We're going to spend each other patting each other on the arm. Lots, of, lots of trust falls. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Very near the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Test. Test. Elias, hopefully if you hear this, it means I've found a way to record those difficult statements I was telling you about. While I hate to speak ill of the dead, the previous archivist left this place in such a dreadful mess and even an organisation with such an unusual focus as the Magnus Institute needs a well-organised archive. As you know, I've been going through trying to digitise and record audio versions, but I've been having trouble with a few of the more bizarre statements. There have been sufficient distortions as to make them utterly unintelligible. Thankfully, though, I managed to unearth this old tape recorder from storage, and these cassettes, archaic as they may be, are still better than nothing. So with that in mind, I thought I'd take it for a spin, as it were. I've taken the shortest of the problem statements, and I'm trying it here. Frankly, I wouldn't normally bother with something so fragmented, but it should be fine as a test. Statement of Jacob, no second name given, regarding... God knows what. Original statement given July 15th, 2011. Statement begins. It'll get you too. You can stare all you want, make your notes and your inquiries, but all you're beholding will come to nothing. When the time arrives and all is darkness and butchery, you'll wish you had stopped listening and run. Statement ends. Yes, well, you see why I wouldn't have otherwise recorded it. Not exactly something for posterity, but nonetheless. Let me know if you are able to hear that correctly, Elias. If so, I think we can begin transcribing the rest of the statement. The Magnus Archives. A new weekly horror podcast by Rusty Quill. Coming soon. Welcome back. So, and I just think, <laughs> God, another conversation about your feelings. <laughs> so, James has one feeling: hungry. <laughs> That's not true. Sometimes I'm also slightly too warm. That's, that also, uh, Sometimes, lucky thing. Yeah. So, 
going around the table now, obviously you, I've already spoken to all of the players ahead of time and they're now sort of getting an idea of where they want to head to. So I think I'll start with you, Bryn, because I think you have probably the clearest idea of where you want to end up. Yes. Again, there was speculation on the forums that I was heading for. There's a very uh, common prestige class choice. Because it's quite badass. Specifically for people who are sorcerers with the dragon bloodline. Mm -hmm. It's called Draconic Disciple. And right, essentially okay. you turn into a dragon faster and it, yeah. more, in a more extreme manner. I don't think I am going to head towards that. Mm -hmm. I'm actually quite enjoying being a spellcaster. And I'm not... I, one of the things I really like about Pathfinder is as a correction to D&D 3.5, you no longer have to have a prestige class. Like, the base classes are much better than they used yeah, to be. It used and to be that prestige classes were so much better that you were and an idiot not to take really it. boring after mm. about level 8. Yeah, yeah, whereas Pathfinder, it's very much, you are fine yeah. to stay at a vanilla, and that's fine too. And, yeah, so I'm thinking of just focusing very heavily on spellcasting and putting feats and abilities into just being cool at casting. And specifically, uh, I don't know if this will release before or after we release the magic-based metacast. Um, it will probably release before. Um, but we're, we're soon going to be doing a, a <laughs> metacast on magic. One of the things we talk about in that is the different schools of magic. Yeah. And so Hamlet is going to be focusing on two schools specifically, uh, the Enchantment School and the Evocation School. Which um, we, exp we explain in the other podcast. Yeah. You're opening a can of worms if we go uh, yeah, into it. Yeah, I won't now. go into it. But you'll presumably uh, basically be making people, making people like him, making people think what he wants them to think, and then setting them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and how will be his two main abilities? In, that, in what order? A neutral good, he... right? Well, you've got to um, have carrot and stick. <laughs> <laughs> so presumably, you're picking a lot of feats tied to that kind of bringing thing. that out. Yeah, yeah. That again, totally coherent, makes sense. Um, and I'll probably just stick with sorcerer all the way. And um, yeah, and I mean, I will. Gradually turn into a dragon, just naturally, which I'm quite excited about. Let's not get me wrong, but I'm not going to push that as his as Hamid's main theme. It's going to be I want that to be something that happens to Hamid rather than something that is Hamid that he is kind of desiring and questing after. Sure, that, I think that that's makes more total sense. That makes well. total sense. Also, something to bear in mind before we go into the next person is sometimes you will get shunted onto a new path. Not forcefully, but things can happen. What's that, Bertie? You you tried on that shawl of Nefertiti, and now you're a lich yep. who's who's wandering around whilst mouldering. Um, <laughs> I put my heart in this box. <laughs> it's covered in falcon. <laughs> oh, make a clockwork falcon that just flies around with a heart in it, so no one can find your flag. That's amazing. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> Not cannon. Okay. Not cannon. Mercenary team. New objective. <laughs> Put Bertie's heart in a clockwork falcon. <laughs> but my it's complicated, but we're going to make it. <laughs> but my point being that in that scenario, something has happened to you which opens up whole new avenues that you hadn't considered, so you can pursue that. I can't believe you stopped me from trying that on now, because I was totally going to do that. That's completely a thing that Bertie would totally do. Oh, you would be dead now. Oh. I would just kill you just to punish you for having an independent thought. <laughs> <laughs> would force academy status on a school of magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you come to the Metacast for. Satire on budget cuts in the education sector. That's a running theme. And on that note, where do you see yourself in five, five years, levels? Five years, first levels time. Uh, I, 
Harder, stronger, faster. Uh, well, not faster. <laughs> if anything, slower. Um, just for flavour. Um, yeah, so, um, well, we were, having a ch- we were having a chat a while. Yeah, me and James have talked about this a lot, because obviously I know the system really well, and James does not. Even slightly. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think the kind of things we're interested in, we looked at a lot of options, and again, we haven't found anything that fits super well, mm. but we want to make Bertie better, at fighting in general, yeah. like that's something you've been enjoying. That's it. Well, it's, it's the thing I'm good at, and like most people who were told they were special as a child, I only really enjoy things that I'm almost instantly good at. So that's <laughs> that's fine. Um, so obviously we're you know in on... and out of character. What's come up, which was interesting for me, is um, with a few fans that got in contact with us, is there's been a there's been a schism. You're responsible for a schism. Oh, in the which fan is, base. Yeah, is which is... Bertie? Well, here's the thing. Church is a Bertie. Half of the people schism. that I've been speaking to are, are basically saying, oh, Bertie's definitely going to be taking Barbarian because he's just so angry and intimidating all the time. He's definitely going to be taking things for rage and, and building into that sort of hench angry... And then the other half are going... I'll, I'll follow this up with something later. The other half have been wondering, no, he'll go into something slightly more spellcastery, like maybe Paladin or something. I'd say one oh, important God, thing... Why? Bertie, no, no Paladin, one, no. No one is now arguing Paladin as they've slowly got to know the character and realise. Does, does the Blackguard uh, prestige class still exist? I know it existed know. in 3.5, which is basically a Paladin that's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Blackguard's just someone who goes, I cast magic and hate people. Here we go. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. And where are It's, uh, it's a horrible basically, one. Uh, your, your, that would be the Black Knight archetype. Okay. So yeah, like yeah. evil knight that rampages around and has dark magic. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that the main thing that will steer where Bertie as a character goes is related to bits of his backstory, yeah. ah. which are a deep dark secret, which I can't tell you or you or you. Bryn, you are the one. Sorry, I was pointing at. <laughs> not Alex. <laughs> you specific audio. listener yeah. in Timbuktu. <laughs> you specific listener in Quebec. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the direction will be. Uh, will shift based will, on that. Based on that, yeah. where, which mm. means that the conversations I've been having with Bryn about like. What class he's in? Our short, short term future, rather than long term future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. some of the things we've looked into are doing some cool stuff with intimidate. Yeah. And basically yeah. having being able to affect lots of people by the way he is in combat. See, yeah. that's a really good example of something that. Off the top, you, I remember with character creation, you kind of like, oh, I might put a, chuck a couple of things in there, that could be fun. And it's obviously, as you've been playing, it's something that's grown yeah. into yeah. a yeah. thing. And that's why it's always worth sort of getting together and doing these sort of checkups when you're leveling yeah. up because I if you didn't pursue intimidate I'd tell you you were wrong yeah, because you've absolutely. been doing it so yeah. much Time. and it's 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 Bertie's go-to solution for anything that hasn't immediately yeah. gone his way is it's to the, bully it's the, it it's the look here young man gambit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be on a t-shirt look here <laughs> But, With James's um, face. <laughs> the great thing about James's career as a stand-up is we've already got a lot of pictures of him howling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have 200 tea towels of me dislocating my jaw and roaring through a, a fisheye lens. It was, it was horrible. Oh, is, yeah. isn't that your... That's your uh, picture on the website, I think. Is it really? Yes, well, it is. One where your really? mouth is about that's, this. That's the yeah. one when people go, I wonder who is the voice of Bertie? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That guy. I can see it yeah. coming out. I mean, think, so with Bertie, I mean, like, I never really thought that he would go in a, a particularly sort of paladiny direction. I um, never got that impression. Yeah, and uh, barbarian is just a bit too uncouth and uncivilized. That's yeah. my point. Um, Absolutely. But the thing is about Bertie is that he is going to keep racking up and intimidating because he is, as a character, he is a bully. Like he is a yeah. genuinely yeah. unpleasant person. Yeah. He's tempered by manners, um, but like he's massively entitled. He doesn't even really acknowledge most of the time that he is being 
bullying and horrible. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just a bad person. Um, <laughs> like, let's not beat around the bush here. He is one of these people who's been poisoned by wealth. He's a horrendous person. Like, he does what he can get away with, and he is a superficially charming sociopath. Uh, uh, like, that know, is... I think the thing is, though, you are describing the way that most people play any character, which is run in, <laughs> kill everyone, intimidate the other people, yeah. nick all the stuff, and leave. Okay. Yes. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I come, at, come at this unencumbered by the dead hand of previous role playing experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about the me and sociopaths, but like, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm playing a character that's superficially quite nice, but has no problem about stabbing people in the back that mm. have done nothing to her yet. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. we went into, like, that building and whilst we knew that they were making bombs or something and they looked a bit dodgy, essentially, like, I shocked them. It was a home invasion. And then stabbed them in the back. Yeah. Like, we found out that it was, you know, the person was... Yeah, from a plot point of view, though. Like, it's we... a hero, yeah. right? Right, he's still a hero. <laughs> he's turning slowly into a yeah. massive no, definitely fire take, breathing. Definitely wasn't okay with taking a massive bribe, which might get people killed in the future. Completely yeah. different Spoilers, issue. spoilers, spoilers. Ah, well, I don't, yeah, that's true. From a character point of view, your character um, is okay with killing because you had a very difficult upbringing and was struggling to survive. Bert yeah. is keen on killing because he doesn't respect the value of poor people's lives. Yeah. This is the big difference between our two That's characters. The, like she, she assumes that if she doesn't strike first, she'll get stabbed. This yeah. is just a reality. And Whereas, she wouldn't yeah. do anything violent to someone that didn't seem to be a threat. So yeah. let's actually leap into then ah. with Sasha. Where do you see Sasha going then? Because again, well, we've actually had a lot of talk yeah. because... Basically Batman. <laughs> yes. It kind of depends on a few different plot things. Like, yeah, um, she has additional like plots strewn over yeah, uh, yeah. the world, and as she encounters those things, I think how they go will very much depend. Like, what I found quite interesting is that it has felt very realistic to have her be awkward in quite a kind of. Like now, when she's had some successes in fighting, she's gone on about them quite a lot because this is the first time that yeah, she's yeah. had friends that would listen. Mm. Like, mm. Previously, it's been at her job to go in, pick stuff up, and if she doesn't do it well, like she wasn't, I don't know, starved that night. <laughs> but it's like now that she gets a chance to actually be happy about what she's doing and feel that she's doing some good in the world. Because the idea of actually clearing out a basement and then afterwards getting paid for it in a way that might be slightly shady. Like, that's actually relatively good compared to the sort of things... <laughs> it still that, counts as appreciation. Yeah, essentially, she was kind of in Fagin's gang for for most of her life. And so this is this is all quite nice. But then... So what you're saying this is an amazing sequel to Oliver Twist. <laughs> essentially, if the artful dodger, if it, you know, like, grew up and then realised that there was a kind of moral compass outside... But no, the artful dodger's too charming. I suppose... I don't know. No, it's the artful dodger after after a lot of things happen and he just kind of lost the glint in his eye. It's all kind of... Could you be the artless dodger? That's the thing. Like, she, she's the artless dodger. The, I love it. Like, as if one of the pickpockets was one of the quiet ones you don't really see much was exceptionally skilled and yeah. was kind of forced to do more stealing. Arguably, that would make them a better pickpocket if yeah. they were the ones that weren't seen. But, exactly. So. <laughs> like really, they the... use the other ones. That's why she's so good at flanking with Bertie. Like, yeah. There's people, pomp and pageantry going on. Like Everyone's <laughs> singing and are picking the pockets in the background. Well, it was... that's the thing. Oh, are there any feats I can take that encourage a musical number? Essentially, yes. you need to take some yes, bards. Yes, there are. Like, some bards. And you can make people sing. But yeah, that's... so. Against their will. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, James is just having a light shine from the heavens. I cannot sing even slightly, and I would like to share my lack of talent with the listeners. The idea of forcing musicals on an unworthy yes. NPC population is horrifying. Oh, that's superb. I, yeah, you I, can't we, right, consider right, yourself right. in debt. Okay. <laughs> right, okay, new, new goal in five levels' time. I want once more with feeling. That's <laughs> Are we going to do a musical special? Yeah. We got Hammond. The goblins out, we got the goblins out. It's gonna be great. The, the problem is, is Hamid would clearly have the pure, unwavering voice of a young boy. <laughs> and, and, sings, and my singing voice is the exact we opposite. Can, we can get someone in, Bryn. We'll get someone yeah, in. We'll need yeah, to. Guessing don't don't underestimate how wonderful I can make your voices with auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll deliberately be terrible and you'll sound like. Uh, boy band I don't know any so back onto Sasha with Batman (laughs) the thing that I found interesting with character creation way back is that we didn't know whether Sasha was going to be more lone wolf or whether she'd slot in and that's changing to the point where it's interesting because I I would say certainly from my perspective where you thought you'd end up isn't necessarily the way you're ending up at the moment like I think it because at first there were real issues kind of where we were thinking, why is she even staying? Yeah, exactly. Group? And it was basically just for protection mm. um, and habit. And frankly, it was all happening over the course of about three days. It was a, it was while, a very busy time. Well, she was kind of on the run. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, from, from Barrett. And then, of course, she ends up back there anyway. But And then finds that these people are a reasonable protective hub. But she's quite enjoying the company. Mm. So I think that it's... <laughs> quite interesting that I still see her as very vulnerable to becoming Batman if things go a particular way. Yeah, yeah. But let's face it, Batman is a psychopath. <laughs> um, the the alternate is, what's Firefly Captain's name? Captain Mal, 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 Reynolds. Mal Reynolds. A kind Mal of Reynolds. like that Mal Reynolds kind of thing where he has mates, but he shoots people in the head like for convenience. Well, it's, it's the Terry Pratchett thing. It's never be yeah. at the mercy of a good man because a good man will just kill you fast. Yeah. Whereas a, a bad person will lord it Monologue over you and, and, uh, yeah. and make you know want to make you suffer. Like and somehow a good, a good being at the mercy of a good man is more terrifying. Yeah. I don't suffer from villain troops. Like, troops, troops. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So she won't necessarily become this dark brooding figure in the background, but she will get good at using lots of objects, using yeah, the environment, yeah. always kind of leveraging things against the opponent. But if in a city, as soon as there are any plants around, she mostly freezes. But, but that uh, makes sense. So what yeah. you'll be looking at is a lot of contextual feats and contextual she, things. She could that... be Spider-Man. Thing. Oh, uh, maybe it's probably more an X-Man thing. I think we'll have to return to this later. The appropriate X-Man. Like, Gambit has Gambit throws things that explodes. Yeah, Gambit, and you can start talking. Gambit's very, Gambit's very charming, as well. though. Yeah. He is very charming. It's like the worst parts of Gambit in Wolverine. Yeah, really, really like not good with people, and also you're uh, you know a little bit cocky with it. So, yeah. so gamberine, gamberine, gamberine kind of thing. Which I want like to do some research. Well, it's, it's, it's just an interesting. <laughs> it's it's an interesting. We'll do a poll on the forums. I mean, it's an interest. It's a really interesting point for both you as a player and Sasha, which is when it comes to the you're leaving London for the first time thing. Yeah, is that effectively it. It's reflected by fluke in the way your levels are going, which is that now you suddenly have a whole load of options to pick from just as you're leaving London. So now you're not being... If you'd have stayed in London, I feel like you'd have been forced into Batman. Batman. Like, there, there is no version of Sasha that stays in London and does not turn into Batman. Yeah. But... Could she see the corruption everywhere? Yeah, exactly. 
But when we take her out of that situation and throw some random elements into the mix, I think yeah. where you're going to end up is going to be very different and interesting. It's possible, although it will be like where she goes might be determined by some key fight things oh, because yeah. there will be some confrontations based on it. And what's nice about that is that it's something that we don't necessarily control. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's another thing, actually, is. It ties into what I was talking about with the sort of Lich example with um, mm -hmm. Bertie earlier is you've got to roll with the punches when things happen in the story as well. There's nothing more awkward than you have this big long plan, something comes that yeah. points you in a completely different direction and then mechanically you insist on following you through your plan because you did the math and you know that that's your, that's your strongest version of yourself. Mm. If something huge happens to you that changes that direction, you will always do better to roll with it because otherwise you end up with a bunch of skills that don't match, that you won't use, or that are so incongruous that it just it loses something in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, I do want a bat, though, either way. <laughs> That's because bats are cool irrespective of Batman. I always, you know, I really like... Zolbat. It was my favourite There is a cloak that You're a can monster. turn you into a bat whenever You're a you monster. want. Which you definitely love need. The bats. The dire bat is supposed to be the size of an ox, which would be hard to oh, wear as a rucksack. Oh no, that's terrifying. Whereas, so <laughs> having but that, you could ride it into battle. Ride it, into battle. <laughs> it would flank people for you. Or if I could tame a swarm of bats, that would be. Have a fun. pet swarm. In yeah. a bag of holding. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, cool. Or they could make up a really. They could. They could rest on me in a little. In a little cloak. And leading on to you, finally, Ben. Hello. So you're a cleric currently. Yes. A cleric of Poseidon. Yes. Although you're you're annoying him. Well, yes. Where do you go from here? Try and make it up with Poseidon. Okay. Um, no, so... Uh, I have Candle at dinner, rose petals yeah, around the table, you know. that kind of thing. And then you burn it. Seaweed. It's like... every, every course is soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really over-salted soup. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been having a look at some guides because mm -hmm. I know the first thing about playing clerics, and it turns out that I've stumbled possibly into something called a reach cleric because I chose a trident as my weapon, completely coincidentally. But yeah, the re uh, I'm not going to do it because I don't really like using guides. I want to do my own thing, and I'm not mm. really bothered about the numbers. But uh, the basic concept is holding people at bay with your reach weapon and taking attacks of opportunity, and then spell casting, um, because a lot of spells are a standard action, uh, which means you can't attack, but you can still use attacks of opportunity. So I sure. can spend my turn spell casting, and if someone walks within my range, I can then prompt them. With so you're basically wanting to be. You are the rock. You are the hard yeah, place. Nothing passes you, and also, everyone is safe behind have to you. Move too often. Yeah. <laughs> so I plant myself on the front lines. Obviously Bertie can charge and do what he wants because he's Bertie. You can chuck bombs over my head and with, like the sorcerer loves it having something bigger. I stay behind way. you. Yeah. <laughs> so mechanically that's a lot of stuff to do with combat. Yeah. When you're dealing with things that are non-combat based so on the more social side do you see yourself taking any feats for that or any expanding into other things you have not really looked at uh, for the social side rather than the combat side? Yeah I haven't really uh, maybe because of Zorb's character it's not the most social kind <laughs> of guy and a lot of my I built a lot of my background into um, my non-combat skills of being sailor, a sailor who's good at sure, sure. the ocean, and like his background is what he's learnt. Now he's focusing on being a mercenary. That comes very much with being a marshal, sure. you know, and support kind well, of. Well, spoilery. We are going to be uh, getting some more of Zolf's backstory soon enough. So I think what? you'll you'll get a bit more to go on and figure out where yeah, you want cool. to go from. There. Uh, well, I'm 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 more than happy. I love uh, rolling with the punches because I just like horrible things happening to my character. <laughs> yeah. and I have to deal with them. It's the essence of drama. Yeah. Would you like a, a bag of holding full of a thing, like maybe squid or something? <laughs> yeah, just octopi. <laughs> no, octopodes. Octo no, I, can't, I forget which one it is. Anyway, regardless, yes, I want to open a bag Octolots. and loads of octopuses 
fly out yeah. and, and flying grab... octopuses. Why not? Or they're just propulsed. I could probably by... summon. So there's some... a cannon behind them. But are, you, are you ready for the explanation for everything? Magic. Oh. <laughs> right, we've got like two minutes left. Sorry. So shall we quickly talk about the choices we made this level? I thought we um... had a song. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, in light of where you want to end up. <laughs> so, in light of everything that you've just said, let's run around quickly. <laughs> and for this, I, I know that. that's why I'm heading it off. Yeah. <laughs> so, if given that everything we just discussed, yep. let's quickly go around. It's not going to be that exciting. Uh, level three options open up, but it's not. So like, everyone gets a feat, which, yeah. and most people will get a class ability of some kind. So, starting with you, James, what did you do this level in the, the choices just sort of side? Automatic. Okay, cool. Uh, I might need Brent's help with this. So the feat I took was cleave. Yep, which allows you so, to uh, hit uh, multiple people. Yep, after a successful attack, I can attack another nearby enemy. Um, uh -huh. As long as they're in your reach, yeah. you can go from. Yeah. Uh, and you got a class ability, which was uh, armor training. Oh, okay. I did tell you about it. So armor training being that you're now getting a higher AC because you're just better in your armor. No. It doesn't affect the AC. It makes the armor much less of a penalty to movement. Oh, that's it. It reduces armor check penalty. Now, your AC did go up because you can finally apply your decks, which that previously your armor was preventing you from doing. Right. Ah. Uh, this is the thing. That is now offsetting. Basically, originally, I spent an enormous amount of money because yes. that's the sort of thing Bertie would do on an impractical uh, armor that was too big, too expensive, too flashy, that came with penalties that a cheaper armour would not have, resulting yes. in the same net benefit. Yes. I am now, Bertie is now good enough that yes. he's able to wear it properly. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like buying a Porsche car for your, you know, your newly passed um, child, and the first thing they're going to do is drive terribly in it, yep. and it's in 10 years that they can actually feel the benefits, because they know what it's like driving a car it's by that point. into it is the thing. The Porsche yeah. jumper's a couple of times is too large, and now... <laughs> so, on to you then, Bryn, choice-wise, what um, choices did you make for this level? Uh, right, so I, I got a new bloodline feature. Mm-hmm. So I am slightly more dragony, mm -hmm. uh, which is exciting. Uh, I got uh, a new spell. I got an automatic spell from my bloodline, which is I can now cast a spell called Mage Armor, which gives me a bunch of armor. Yeah. Magical, magical armor mm -hmm. that doesn't give me all the penalties that normal armor does. Um, then I got to choose a spell. Um, the two spells I was looking at are Sleep. Yep. Where you can put enemies to sleep and just, you know, deal with situations by going, no, time to sleep I, I don't have the time for you yes. right now. Have a nap. I'll talk to you later. Um, Bertie in particular. <laughs> which, is, which, is from the, which is from the enchantment side of uh -huh. things. Uh, or burning hands, <laughs> which is from the evocation side of things, where is the setting people on fire bit. Um, and Hamid, oh, has, choices, choices. Hamid has a special affinity with fire that he doesn't know about yet. Because he's never cast a fire-based no. spell. Very true. <laughs> I went with sleep. In the end, um, and to help with that, I took my with my feet choice. I took spell focus enchantment ah. because my magic missile spell has been working great. My every time I've cast my charm person spell, it's, it's so gone far, really badly. Entire campaign. It has failed. And it's another good example of where the game wants to go a certain way, so you're going to have to pump more in if you yeah. still want to get the use um, of it. So Sleep and Charm Person are now two similar tools mm -hmm. in that sort of situation. Um, and Spell Focus Enchantment means they're both slightly harder to resist. Yeah. Nice. On to you, Lydia. Uh, the choice I made was Weapon Focus, yep. which made sense both as yes, a rogue that you, know, you need to up the 
bad. I'm going into this because yeah. it, it caused us a bit of confusion. Is with weapon focus, it means that you're more likely to hit, which is almost like having a higher base attack yeah. bonus, but it doesn't mean you can yeah. get feats faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, but it also makes sense as character because she's been carrying around 14 daggers and just <laughs> yes. looking at them. <laughs> she's really been focusing on she, those weapons. She has literally been focusing on daggers. Uh, and I know that I got some things as a rogue. Trap detection. Yes, you're now better so at dealing with traps. Vaguely aware of traps. Uh, the really important thing to mention, although it's an automatic thing for rogue, is that the fact that your sneak attack is now even better. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, significantly so. Yeah, doubled. And yeah. that, because my bombs are tracked to my sneak attack, that's 2d6 plus 1 plus some splash damage. And the real useful thing is. Fighters tend to have a very steady progression, whereas for things like the mages and for rogues, you'll get that kind of tiered thing where you, yeah. there will be levels and just suck it up, this level's a bit rubbish. Mm. People will search for the most obscure classes, desperate to make every single level amazing. Mm. You've just got to accept that, let's say, level seven for rogues, whatever. There'll be a level where basically nothing interesting happens, and yeah. that's fine, but the trade-off with that is that you will have levels where there's a massive step up and i'm really glad yeah. that again i don't know when the metacast is coming out that the leveling up is happening basically at the point the party decide to depart the country off on their big world and world win adventure so from a sort of game system matching setting scenario it, it works quite nicely in that in yeah. that sense and last but not least uh, right, so I took, um, in, in with the attack opportunity focus, took combat reflexes, which allows me to take uh, additional attacks of opportunity equal to my uh, intelligence, which is an extra one, but that's still two a turn. And I can also um, use attack opportunities when flat-footed, which means when I am after them in the initiative order yeah, during yeah. the first round, which is good because I roll rubbishly. You do roll It's really awful. bad. I spend most of my time going, well, I guess I'll wait till the end of this combat. Yeah, and then I took some skills, and uh, my... In a similar way to Lids, my channel um, went up by a d6. So when I channel energy, um, I do 2d6. Which you've not really done that much yet. No, I did it once. And it didn't Poseidon go against you on that one, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I feel like he was just like, no. Oh, ah, Poseidon. Uh, well then, in which case, I think we're done there. Uh, that was our that was our character advancing metacast. Hope you liked it. Oh no, I forgot about spells. Oh, what spells did you take? All of them. Because <laughs> as a divine spellcaster, I got level two spells, which means I have a massive list to oh, pick from. I don't have level two spells. You've hit level yet. two now already. Yeah, I've got level two spells. Yeah, and it, the list is oh, so massive. So but one of them's bull's strength, which I'm going to take, which gives people a plus four strength modifier. Mm. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Do, do four extra damage. It's basically, or is it two? Two I extra damage. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to remember that for if I have to climb anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's quite yeah. useful. So it means I can start going to sort of like heavy support, which is nice. Well, whilst we discuss how I've got to rewrite the entire game, factoring in now these level two spells, uh, I think we're done there. Do you want to close on your song that you're all so desperate for? Or? No, I think it would be anticlimactic now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't force this again. Yeah. I, I, I'm fairly certain he's taking feats to make sure he can. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks again, as always, for listening. If you like what you're listening to, obviously, let people know. Yep. Get in contact with us on the forums. Again, thanks to Grumbly, and um, we various will listen. Form, and various other people who've been letting us know bills. And Twitter, yeah. I, I would particularly appreciate any suggestions of where, where you think Bertie should be going as a character. From and not from things like in prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> away where he belongs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> having, uh, having, proper, yeah. having proper care. <laughs> if you had a bag of holding that could shoot any animal <laughs> out of it, 
what would it be? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave you on that that eternal quandary. Dragons! <laughs> <laughs> um, badges. The famous badges. The famous badges. badges. The With famous... TV or not? <laughs> Yes, with yeah. TV or not TV, that is the question. <laughs> oh. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. No, the magic of the mics. Magic of the mics, you can take it out. Yeah, I can. I I thought that you couldn't take James out. In fact, Uh, his mic That I would be able to. The problem is whenever he's speaking, it's Bertie. And it's... Or whenever whenever he's speaking, noises I can can remove. That and your coughs and your swallows. Those those carry... Those carry so much trauma. It's, it's so tempting just to make disgusting mouth noises. But honestly, the, whole time. the worst, the worst edit I'm getting aside from myself was for the last episode, the chimps. The amount of angry chimps I had to listen to, modify, and then layer. <laughs> I basically just, I actually had some guy complaining because I was on the train and I had my headphones on, and a tiny little bit bleeds out, and then he just comes across really concerned and goes, "I don't know. Can you do something about the?" Screaming. <laughs> oh, it was thinking, just me sat on a journey. train yeah. listening ah. to screaming. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> this is wonderful. That was my point. It's like I felt like such a freak at that exact moment. Hello, all. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about the program. The program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.